It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement bowels that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads, one of us believing in the power of science, one of us believing in the power of Jesus, but both of us believing in the power of an ice cold beer. Today on the Doc and the Deacon, we're going to speak about a topic that actually is affected by an ice cold beer. Ooh. Celiac disease. Oh, I thought you were going to hangover. Okay. So, celiac disease is an autoimmune condition where people's bodies react to gluten, which is in wheat and different types of sugars and everywhere, but is definitely in beer. So I hear a lot about like gluten, it, it's, gluten is the new peanut butter, right? I hear a lot about gluten sensitivity and uh, gluten allergies, gluten intolerance, like, what is gluten? I know it's like a protein or something, but what, what, what exactly is it? Well, that's exactly what it is. It's a protein that certain people's bodies attacks itself when it's exposed to gluten. About 0.7% of Americans have celiac disease. 0.7. Then why is there a gluten-free section in every grocery store I see? Well, that, that's a good question. And because celiac is a significant condition, right? It can cause iron deficiency anemia. It can cause strange rashes. It can cause joint pain. But everyone, honestly, would probably be better off if we had less wheat and less gluten. And, and I'm going to use the terms interchangeably because gluten is a protein found in wheat. People are like, hey, doc, I went to the Olive Garden and had eight bowls of pasta, and I went home, and like I felt bloated and crappy. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I mean, of course you did. Well, that's different. But you just said to me that as a society, we would be better if we had less wheat? Oh, yeah. I'm really torn there because, you know, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. But anyway... There was a time when Moses was talking to his people about the promised land. And he said, and that land is full of wheat and barley and vineyards. So I'm confused. The wheat we have now is not Moses' wheat. These whole... This ain't your mama's root beer. Well, if you think that if you took me and you... And we had a baby together. That's 23 chromosomes with 23 chromosomes combining. I know that that can happen. That's 46. That's one too many, right? Yes. But wheat started with like 20 chromosomes. And now with genetically modified um, organisms, they're like wheat has like thousands. And it is not Moses' wheat. The wheat we once had is not the wheat we have now. So it's not the wheat from the promised land. It's, uh, I mean, wheat from Ohio and Kentucky. 
I don't know if that's the promised land, but... Um, I want that good semolina stuff, though, man. When they, You see that stuff and when they're making those Italian pastas and breads and they use that semolina wheat. It just looks so fluffy and tasty. I don't know that I could live my life without wheat. I, uh, my, my office as a, a family doctor is in like an old school Italian area. Yeah. And I'm always talking about like cutting back on sugar and I go... Oh, I don't mean just like cupcakes and, you know, Starburst. I mean less pasta and bread and rice. And they look at me like I have two heads. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. Not only that, then I go in and frequent their establishments. And oftentimes they, you know, give me a free, you know, tomato pie. You know, you get a free loaf of bread. And, uh, well, I take it down. I don't have celiac at all. I think... um in the in the food world, you know, to break bread with someone was often like back in biblical times. To break bread with someone, to have dinner, to share a meal with them, uh, was a very intimate experience. And I think you still see some of that in these communities, uh, like Norristown, like these old Italian restaurants. But at the same time. I think they're trying to fill you up with bread. <laughs> yes, yes. So that you don't uh, eat as much of the other stuff, too. Well, and one of my favorite rap songs ever by Franchise says, Two dads, more like two brothers, they're going to break bread like it's the Last Supper. Yeah, that's it, man. Don't get it twisted like the Philly pretzel. Paul's already told y'all that Philly's special. <laughs> when I was in residency... Yeah. There was a guy in residency, and he was a nice enough guy. And his wife was very nice, too. And they invited us over for dinner, and we went over for dinner. It was very nice. And then uh, we felt the need to invite them back over for dinner. Mm -hmm. And she was a gluten-free vegan. A gluten-free vegan. Is there there gluten in vegetables? There is not gluten in vegetables. So you could just say she was a vegan? Well, most vegans can eat bread. Oh, okay. I got you. Even they don't care about the eggs and stuff used to make bread, or is there a specific bread that's made? I, I'm well. I, I maybe pasta doesn't have uh, pasta doesn't have eggs in it, so she can't eat pasta. And this was before there was gluten free everything. Okay. Okay. And my wife did a great job. She found she like some sort of like spaghetti squash and she put like a pasta sauce inside it that was made fresh I mean I made her like put sausage and meat in mine <laughs> like she made a separate version yeah have you drank any of the gluten free beers I mean you just knocked a beer over in the midst of our recording <laughs> and podcast no I've, I've had there's one called uh, Red Bridge I think by um, the Budweiser family there's a few of them out there um, I have tried one or two. They, it reminds me of NA beers. They, there's not a lot of flavor that I could. So if but you, I'm a beer snob. You're a snob. Like, I'm I'll, a hop I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Uh-huh. There are, for beers, about 20 parts per million of gluten is what they consider gluten-free. Right now, Corona Light actually is considered 20 parts per million, which is right on the borderline of being gluten-free. Okay. Not only that, Corona Light maybe has done the best job advertising ever in the history of the world. Why is that? Let's be honest. 
when you picture you're going to the shore or it's a beautiful day and it's hot out and somebody hands you a Corona, you picture that commercial. Yeah. Like you walked off the office right onto the beach. Everyone there is having a great time. There's no children screaming ever. Mm-hmm. And you have like this ice cold Corona light beer that probably isn't going to make you feel that bloated or crampy because it doesn't have that much gluten in it. Hmm. You, have you ever heard of uh, maltodextrin? Uh, yes, it's a type of sugar. Yeah, so I've, we, we just spent uh, a week in Virginia and uh, one of the people that was there. So normally when we go to Virginia, I do the cooking for the week. I'm like the chef, plan all the meals and do all that stuff at my friend's house. And one of the other guests had celiac disease. Mm. And so he, is that guest going to get invited back next year or is on the uh, the no invite list? No, I guess she's family. So she's coming back. Mm. Um, and she was great. And she, you know, she but she would uh, always ask me what I was cooking. Look at the ingredients I was using. And then she talked to me about maltodextrin. And she said it was known as the silent killer. Wow. Yeah. She said it's one that uh, is normally at the, the tail end of a label. So you don't always know that it's there, but it, that it did affect uh, people with celiac disease. So celiac now, I check everyone that has stomach cramping, bloating, diarrhea, malabsorption for celiac. I'm always checking all those people. The time I pick it up most is people that have iron deficiency anemia mm-hmm. or a rash in the elbows called dermatitis hepatiformis. It's kind of some of the extra gastrointestinal manifestations that make me pick it up most. I'm sorry. Do, hold on. Say that again in English. <laughs> Symptoms that come that aren't just gastrointestinal related. There are oh, other okay. ways you can pick up celiac. Right. Okay. So, so how, how, what are some of those? Those are the things that you just spoke of, like the thing on the Iron elbow. deficiency anemia. Yeah. Right. Um, joint pain. Dermatitis herpetiformis. Dermatitis herpetiformis. Oh, and you know what? I feel a little bit I, bad. I feel like I'm basically a doctor. You are. Dermatitis herpetiformis. <laughs> You would look good in a white coat. Mm, I do. I actually feel bad. I had a buddy when I was a young man who was like, we were like 19 years old. And all of a sudden he got dermatitis and patiformis. And when we went out, not we, that we should have been able to go out at 19. Let's call us 22 then. And um, he couldn't actually drink beer. And so he was drinking red wine and like white wine when we went out because it didn't have gluten in it. And it was not, it was keeping him from uh, breaking out. So now he has gout. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is called Rich Man's Disease, <laughs> and his company's doing quite well. Yeah. Shout out, JP. Don't lend anybody any money. Holla. So, I'm all for eat less sugar, eat less pasta, try to decrease the gluten people are getting, because let's be honest, if you eat a ton of gluten, you're going to feel bloated. You're going to feel crampy, whether or not you have celiac or you are gluten-free because you have what's called a gluten intolerance. Okay. But... I was questioning someone the other day about their dietary choices, and they uh, said, well, I'm a vegetarian. And I said, awesome. And I'm sitting there, and I'm obviously being paid to have a discussion with this person. I go, what's your favorite vegetable? Guess what their answer was? Chicken. <laughs> Bread. No no, 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 no. It was, I don't like vegetables. Oh. So I met a vegetarian that does not eat veggies. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, that should just be called a non-meatitarian. Yeah, I just don't eat meat. So 
There's a lot of Atarians out there, right? Like what pescatarian? So they just eat fish. The vegetarian. Uh, what, is Veterinarian. There, is there a cacatarian? Oh, I don't know. I would like to be one of those. Would you? Yeah. In fact, I, do you eat the whole thing or just like my kids just like take the icing off the top and just make a mess? One of the things that I really love that I don't eat often because um, they're, they take time to make and I'm not a great baker is a cheesecake. I love. Oh, yeah. A great cheesecake. And I would be a cheesecake if I could. Well, then I got a game for you. You ready? Okay. Say you were diagnosed. Say I, since I'm your doctor, diagnose oh, you with celiac tomorrow. Okay. Mary F. Kill. Ready? Okay. Bagels, hoagies, or pizza? Mary F. Kill. Bagels, hoagies. And some pizza. Or pizza. And, okay. and, and you can eat meat. Like it can be pepperoni yeah, yeah, with a sure, little sure, green sure. pepper. So I would probably um, kill bagels. Yeah. Just because I don't eat them that often anyway. Bagels should die. Right. I would F pizza because I don't have... There's one place that my wife likes, this Via Veneto place that she grew up with. And she's like, we have to go there and it's 25 minutes away. And so... When, on pizza night, it's a pain because we haven't found pizza that we love yeah. except for that. And so pizza's a pain in my butt. And I think I would marry a hoagie. Wow. Because I love uh, dry cured Italian meats. I love hoagies because I love Wawa. Have you ever had a Zep? I mean, of course. That's almost like a hoagie, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But without any vegetables. That's except right. For except like for the, what is it, a tomato onions? with an onion? I don't know. Well, there's a new generation in the world. Okay. Right? Like, talking about sugar, talking about pasta, talking about cutting down on this is a different thing than when we grow up. Like, having a pasta meal was what you did before, you know, we're going to have a game tomorrow, bring everybody over for a really high-carbohydrate, high-gluten meal. Now my son goes, "Uh, Daddy, I don't know that you know. This yogurt you gave me has 22 grams of sugar. (laughs) <laughs> Actually, in Philadelphia here, uh, the Philadelphia Phillies, who actually are doing quite well, even though... They're 12 games over 500. They're doing great. Yeah. We have a new manager. Yeah. And all the women think he's quite handsome. Yeah, I heard his nickname is uh, uh, The Body. Really? Yeah. He seems a little manic to me. Yeah. Like, he's almost, like, so intense. I kind of... You know what? He's almost as orange as our president. He's pretty, he's pretty up there. So I read this story that he was walking with his uh, lady friend, girlfriend, fiance. I don't know uh, if he's married or not, but he was walking and it was a beautiful day out. He's down at the shore and he sees an ice cream place. And his girl goes, wow, it's hot out. I would love an ice cream. And he's like, oh, I, I don't have that in my plan for the day. So she's eating her ice cream. He's like, I'd love to taste it though, but I don't want to get any more sugar. So he takes a bite. He puts it in his mouth, he moves it around, and then he spits all the ice cream out to not get any of the sugar. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I don't have that level of plan slash discipline slash desire. Well, if you did, I mean, we probably wouldn't be friends. Yeah. You know, the thing with now with gluten is it's not only in foods. It can be in lipsticks. Hmm. It can be in medications. 
It can be in like uh, when you lick envelopes. It's kind of all over. Well, that's interesting. I, you know, you were talking about Wawa earlier. I have heard, um, so you're talking about gluten that can be in other products. Uh, do you remember the story about the, uh, the material that was in the Subway breads? Uh, no. Yeah, do you remember that back in the so? Did Jared put it there? I don't <laughs> trust Jared. No, it has nothing to do with Jared. Is Jared in jail now? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to assume he is, but I did not research that for this. From what I've podcast. heard about what Jared's been up to, he didn't have to update his Facebook profile. He had to update his Megan's Love profile. Oh, man. Poor Jared. Poor Jared. He, he did lose the, a lot of weight, though. He did. But e- eating, eating hoagies. So it was found that there's this material that they use in their bread that helped make it more elastic, or it was maybe a dough conditioner. It's called uh, azotocarbonamide, carbonamide. And it's also used, it's the material they use to make yoga mats stretchable or flexible. Wow. So, and Subway isn't the only company that's ever used it. It's been used by many people as a dough conditioner to make things more elastic. It's also been used in shoes. But you're only calling out Subway. Quiznos gets off easy? I don't know anything about Quiznos. (laughs) It wasn't listed. So, uh, but what I do know is that there was a huge push to get them to pull this out. And, and you know, mm. a couple of years ago, they got it out of all of their breads. Well, I actually am for all these different communities, right? So now there's this whole gluten community. And they're strong, they're powerful. And you, as a doctor, just support all these communities. They know more about gluten than I'll ever know. And they have a problem with the Roman Catholic Church. Oh, because of the, the crackers? <laughs> yeah, the Roman Catholic Church has decided they will not allow gluten-free wafers because it must be unleavened and purely of wheat. Yeah, I can understand that. So that's where I, I sometimes, like from a faith perspective, I think it gets lost in translation. You know, so many things we can take from, from the Bible or from religion as prescriptive. You know, as only one way to do it instead of um, as descriptive, as a way to, to pay homage. And, and so I think it's easy to get that mixed up. I know we have gluten-free bread in our church when we do communion. Oh, do you? We do. Wow. I like that. It's one of those where I'm glad that you don't... I get that the We idea make them of- go in a separate place to do their <laughs> communion because we don't really consider them part of the church. But we do welcome <laughs> the gluten-free people. And we just separate them from regular. You know what? Next time I come to visit, <laughs> I mean, I don't know that you I get up to You should do a gluten-free experience. You should, see, you should experience it the way they do. I am going to do the gluten-free experience. I love that. You should wear your... We'll give you the celiac sign and everything. You know what? It's different than the sign of the Zodiac, but it's... You know, not much. You know what? Um, you know who may be there with us? Who? Uh, Drew Brees. Ooh. Uh, gluten-free. Uh, Chelsea Clinton. Okay. Not a political, uh, not a political podcast, um, and posh spice. Who is your favorite Spice Girl? Did you know what I heard today? I heard that posh spice has nineteen different engagement rings. Wow! From David Beckham. Wow! Nineteen engagement rings over their fourteen or so plus years of marriage. 
19 engagement rings. Wow. Is that crazy? I mean, and some of them are said to be worth over $2 million. So I don't know if that's like, hey, he was kind of famous, so he got me this ring, then he got... But she had money, too. I, I, I don't know. That seems weird to me that you would need that many engagement rings. Um, I don't know if any of them are made of wheat. I doubt they're made of wheat. Mine currently is made of rubber since I lost my wedding ring last week. <laughs> you know Zach Ertz, Super Bowl champion tight end Zach Ertz, wears a silicone ring and talks about it uh, often. And how he said it's, it's the only way that it allows him to keep his ring on at all times. I like it. My wife is not that pleased that I ordered a new ring off Amazon Prime for $8 yesterday, though. Maybe he should talk to Zach's wife because I believe she plays for the U.S. women's national team and she's like a champion too. Yes. Uh, my wife is like a lot of other Americans. She doesn't care that much about soccer. Mm. You know what? The good thing is though, Doc and the Deacon is rising. Bread rises. Oh. And Jesus rose from the dead. Mm. You know what I have to say to that? Give us this day our daily bread. Away from temptation, let us be led. For that is the glory forever and ever. Amen. Unless you have celiac, because then that would give you diarrhea and maybe a bad rash on your elbows. But for the rest of us, two things you can always count on. The doc is in and the deacon speaks. Listen, we just want to make sure that we uh, give a shout out to some people who help us in creating this whole thing. So the Doc and the Deacon is produced by Tucker Butler, lyrics by Franchise. And don't forget to check us out. Uh, email us if you have any questions, suggestions, or just want to give us a shout out at DocandTheDeacon at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DocDeacon. DocDeacon. Hit us up on Instagram at DocandTheDeacon. Thanks for listening. Excellent brain trust to market it Brandness that's set in stone Like the Ten Commandments This show gon' be around for infinite years I think we can all agree on ice cold beers 100% authentic You can't fake it Often imitated But never duplicated So knowledgeable Take a lot of facts And now I'm coming to close it Like a Raldis Chapman